Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Hey everybody. This is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. Episode 19. Titled, When Vigilante Justice Goes Wrong. So, I want to start out by saying that when I really thought deep down about vigilante justice, there are some stories where you have good people that are caught in bad situations and they make choices that they might later on regret and sometimes they shouldn't regret them. Then you have people and individuals who make decisions and choices that are just, in my opinion, flat out wrong and they went about it in the wrong ways and had the wrong intentions. So I kind of wanted to cover two stories that I that I did some research on where there's some individuals who were kind of lauded and applauded as heroes where when I really dug deep down and, and, and saw you know what the cases were, I unfortunately had to you know agree that while there's you know each one of these cases they have two victims and, and in each one of them I felt there's at least one of the victims you know, I didn't have any sympathy for. And that's because they were real, actual predators. The other ones, not so much. And I'll go into as to why. Um, my opinion kind of, when I talked to a couple people about it, I'm not going to say it's like in the middle of the road opinion, but people do agree with me after I explain to them the situations. You see, it's about the context of each case that, that I, I dig into. Because it's not all black and white in this world. Neither of these cases. You know, I mean, you've heard me on here talk about that James Fairbanks need to be freed. Well, there's reasons why he needs to be freed. You know, this was a man who got put into a bad situation. And when he and when he reacted into it, you know, obviously, after he shot, you know, after James shot Matteo Condalucci, I think the only thing that really screwed him up for his trial, you know, which made an airtight shut you know, case for the prosecution was the fact that he left the scene. 
but the man had a polygraph. He, you know, it, it came out in the polygraph that he that it was self-defense. They obviously didn't admit that in the court. They didn't admit to court a lot of other evidence that other people have have found out about. And so that's for some later episodes to talk about. But yeah, um, so the two individuals I want to talk about though today are going to be Patrick Drum. I'm sorry, three individuals. Patrick Drum and the uh, and a couple, uh, Jeremy and Christine Moody. So let's talk about Patrick Drum. So back in 2012, Patrick Drum shot and killed two individuals. One of them was Gary Lee Blanton, who was uh, 28 years old. Now Gary Lee was married. And he was also uh, Patrick's roommate. What happened to Gary was that the reason why he was a sex offender, and he was a level two sex offender, was when he was in high school, he had sex with his girlfriend, who was a freshman while he was a senior. And uh, they were both underaged, as far as under the age of 18. So it was one of those scenarios where Gary, you know, and and we've had and we know people like this in our lives, and hell, some people are even married to their high school sweethearts in these similar situations. Now, this is one where I had a problem with, with who Patrick killed on this instance because there are situations where we have where we know you might have you know a, a senior or junior in in high school who's dating a freshman, right? They're in high school. There there may be two three year difference, which was the case for Gary Lee. And then, you know, of course, the mother finds out or the, or the parents find out and everything like that. And whoever the oldest one is usually ends up getting in the trouble. That's what happened to Gary Lee Blanton. You know, parents found out that, that they were having, you know, a relationship and it was a sexual relationship. And that, unfortunately, they got him, you know, as a registered sex offender. Now, he only, you know, he was a, he was only 28 years old when he got shot by Patrick Drum. That's that particular case, as far as that in that instance of this case, I don't agree with that because there's convicts I've talked to as well. They don't beat the shit out of these guys who, you know, these young men who go to jail for those type of charges. Right. And I forget about this law. I was talking about it with somebody else the other day. There's also uh, now something called the Romeo law, which covers people if they actually had a. You know, if if they age out, if they age out over the age of consent, or or their partner is under the age of consent, if they can establish a relationship prior to that, you know that you can't be convicted for statutory rape, you know, and everything like that, because it's a two or three year difference. Uh, he, I guess he wasn't covered under that law at that time. I don't know. Uh, I did. I didn't see anything else beyond what his charges were. And what his wife even said, and his wife explained to the news outlets, that's what happened. So Patrick Drum kills his roommate, Gary Lee Blanton, shoots him. The other individual that he killed now, this is where I don't have any sympathy for him, is uh, Jerry Wayne Ray. You would think these these are good old boys down here in the South and everything with these names, but no. These were, uh, these were up in the Northwest, I think in Washington State, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. But he was also a level two sex offender, and he was convicted of child rape. 
and this was all over in uh washington state in uh sequim county and uh or i'm sorry in the city in the city of sequim and in callum county my bad so patrick killed jerry wayne you know yeah jerry wayne ray and pretty much like i said don't really have any sympathy for Jerry Wayne Ray. You know, he raped a child. Fuck him. Hope he's burning in hell. Now, I will state that I don't, I don't condone any vigilante justice of any kind. However, you know, I'm not going to sit there and, and, and boo-hoo and cry over uh, over overspilled uh, dead pedophiles. So, yeah. And this is an instance where I, you know, where I'm like, okay. Now, had he only killed Jerry Wayne Ray, I probably wouldn't even mention him in, in this episode, so. Because it's one less pedophile in the world. But, you know, Gary Lee Blanton, he wasn't a pedophile. He was a guy who, you know, had a girlfriend in high school, and, you know, she was a couple years younger than him, and it just happened he got fucked over by the system in that, in that situation. At least that's my opinion, you know. And I know some of y'all might be angry and say, "Well, all, all all sex offenders must die and everything." There are sex offenders on on the sex offender registry that shouldn't be on there. Now, the biggest one, I, the now, and you, before y'all go and attack me on that, just know that if you get caught pissing in public, whether you're, you know, and I don't mean like at a playground or a school. I mean you could be behind a bar at two or three o'clock in the morning. And a cop walks by and you catch you taking a piss after the bar's closed and everything like that. They can they can arrest you and arrest you as a sex offender. It's how fucking stupid that is. So, I'm not advocating that all sex offenders should should not be on the registry. I'm just saying when it comes to those type of laws, yeah, they don't need to be on the sex offender registry. Sorry, uh, that's how I feel. Now, of course, unless they pissed at a playground or a school somewhere, fuck them. You know, don't be doing that around kids. Patrick Drum, though, wasn't an angel either. So he had a criminal record. And, of course, it was it was drugs, theft, assault, uh, possession of a weapon, things of that sort of nature. And, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, they gave uh, Patrick uh, life in prison for those two murders. You know, I like I say, when it came to old Jerry Wayne Ray, 57 years old, you know, convicted of child rape, I say fuck them. Also in my notes, I got another case that I wanted to cover. And I did, they had a lot more research on it because it was a lot more sensationalized than whatever it was before. And that was uh, Jeremy and Christine Moody down in Jonesville, South Carolina. So this is where vigilanteism goes wrong as well. Because this was a couple that had some mental health issues. I think, I forget, I think it was Christine had a borderline personality disorder. Jeremy, I think, was schizophrenic. So, you already got two unstable individuals who need to be, you know, taking their medication and everything. And on top of it, they're violent, unstable individuals. And on top of all that, they're also, they were also, you know devout skinheads devout nazis not a good combination uh 
at all. I mean, you know why, why I call them skinheads and everything. Jeremy Moody had a tattoo across his neck. I guess he got in prison or jail or whatever. It was, you know, skinhead was written across his neck and a bunch of other tattoos and whatnot. And they were also affiliated with, with something called Crew 41. It's a nation, white nationalist Nazi group that was based out, out of, I think, Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken, or they met in Oklahoma. And I think they went there to a meeting you know, earlier the, earlier in 2013, prior to uh, to the murders of Marvin Parker and uh, Gretchen Parker. So, Marvin and Gretchen Parker, they lived out there in, in the Jonesville area. And Marvin was a mechanic. I guess, um, more than like, I think more than likely he was like a shade tree mechanic is what we call him. You know, those guys that just work on cars at their houses and everything. They don't have an actual shop, but they got all their tools and stuff at their house. I mean, hell, they're all over the country. Y'all know what those people are. I mean, probably, hell, they got them all over the world. Uh, not really much to explain. You know, and being where they're at in South Carolina, probably more than likely out in the country. You know, decent-sized piece of land, maybe. Don't know. What I do know is, is that Jeremy and Christine Moody, they decided to make a plan when they found out about Marvin Parker. So, Marvin had a charge of some kind, and I've read many different articles. I don't have any court documents. I don't have any court cases, and I could be wrong on, on this. And I've seen the different interviews. There, there are One charge says that Marvin had was he, uh, you know, he, he either raped or molested a special needs child, and in another one, it charged that he raped or molested a special needs adult. And I think the charges were dropped on him, or he was convicted, but it, but somehow it wasn't found on a regular registry, and they somehow found this charge on some other registry. I don't know. It, it was a lot of confusion on that, and they never did get that shit straight, to, or I never could find the actual facts out. And so if you know anybody out there that does know, reach out to me. I'll make I'll make an update on this. You know, I'll go back and uh, and and do a uh, do an update uh, uh, sorry. An update episode. Told y'all I'm not going to cut it, cut any of this out. This is raw and unscripted. So Marvin was 59, Gretchen was 51. Now Marvin had the charges that that they had and everything like that. Gretchen never had any of those charges. So they go up to Marvin's house. They go up there and they tell uh, Christine and Jeremy go up there and tell Marvin that, you know, oh, yeah, my car's fucked up. Can you take a look under the hood? Yeah, yeah, yada. Marvin comes out, gets, you know, looks under the hood. Jeremy pulls out a 380 pistol and I guess points at his head, holds him hostage, whatever the case is, and gets him into the house. And Christine goes and grabs Gretchen at the front door. They get into the house. So Christine slits, you know, slices Gretchen's throat. And then they shoot Marvin. And I think they stabbed him as well, if I'm not mistaken. This is where I have a problem with that. You know, Gretchen Parker, even though she might have been married to a to a pedophile and everything like that doesn't mean that she deserves to die it just it doesn't i know i know sometimes that's hard to hear from some of y'all 
because we do know that there are people that are complicit and silent. But I don't know if, if she was around when this child or woman was abused by Marvin. You know, and, and really nobody ever stipulated that, and it didn't even matter. She didn't hurt anybody, you know, and in my in my opinion, she was innocent of anything, didn't deserve to die, especially didn't deserve to have her, th her throat slit. But Jeremy and Christine Moody thought, yeah, fuck them, kill her too. And I'm like, that's why I have an issue with it. You know, that's why I have an issue with vigilante justice. If you're going to go out and actually hurt these these monsters that hurt babies, don't go hurting other people just because they're there. Don't go doing that kind of psycho shit. I don't condone vigilante justice anyway, and I'm going to keep saying that on this podcast. There are ways you can fight and put these fuckers in jail. And there's ways to give these babies justice. But going to, going to slit an innocent woman's throat, it's not one of them. Now, Marvin Parker, those charges are true. Even, even, even if it wasn't a child, even if it was a special needs woman that he, that he either raped or molested or took advantage of, whatever the case was, fuck him, because I got, I got a sister of special needs as well. So, you know, and if anybody did that to my little sister, then <laughs> I'd burn the fucking world on, on, you know, I'd put the world on fire for her. So, not really having any sympathy for Marvin. But for Gretchen, I do. This is the thing, y'all. These cases... Oh. I haven't even gotten to the court part of it. I'm sorry. Reading my notes. So... They kill the Parkers. Christine and Jeremy Moody. And they leave the scene. They go and... It's like maybe a couple days later, the cops find out it was them. They go and pick them up, and Jeremy and Christine was on their on their way to their next victim. They already had another sex offender in mind, but they go to court. And at first, you know, they were remorseful. They were kind of asking for you know reduced sentence and things of that sort of nature. You know, if it was for Marvin, yeah. Get a reduced sentence. But for Gretchen, nah, fuck you. You murdered me. Nah. Nah, you, you, you flat out murdered a, a, an innocent woman, in my opinion. Because, um, hell, y'all, some people don't even know the charges of their of their spouses until years after they're married. Which, I will recommend anybody to, if you're going to, if any of you young ladies or young men are going to marry anybody... Go do criminal background checks on these on your on your potential spouse. Yeah, I know that sounds fucked up to do that, but you wouldn't believe how many people would tell you that were married to these monsters, didn't even fucking know, right? Didn't know that they had previous charges, or didn't even know. Uh, especially a lot of them don't even know what they do in private. So, if they have any kind of charges, man, you need to look hard on that. You know, young men and young women. Go do go do background checks on on your on your partners before you go hop into a marriage with them because it's it's messy trying to break out of that you know it's, especially if you go get a house and land and and you know cars and all kind of other shit together that's all type of paperwork tied into everything and you don't want to go through all that especially if you don't want to be married to a pedophile so that's my recommendation on that part but they go to trial and. 
you know, at first they're kind of a little bit remorseful and trying to be, you know, looking sympathetic to the judge. Well, the judge says, fuck this. Not, you know, we're going to, we're going to seek the maximum penalty for you and you're going to get life. Well, that's when Jeremy and Christine Moody started to act like complete fucking assholes to the family. And while I say I don't boo-hoo and cry and sob over a, a, a dead pedophile, I will say that I won't go and attack the family of a dead pedophile either. You know, I won't go and har harass and mock them or anything like that because that's still their loved one. That's still somebody that that's that's still somebody's family member. And in my opinion, you know, yeah, it's wrong. Now, if they go out and fighting and saying that they never did it and they were innocent and there's proof that they that they were guilty and all that, well, you know, get dragged through the fucking mud, I guess, and everything with the public's opinion then. But if they're just if they're just grieving over the over the loss of a loved one. I don't make it a point, you know, or anything to rub salt into that wound. You know, they're already, to them, they're already hurting enough. And yes, I know, there's a lot of babies that are hurting out there that these these individuals hurt and raped and molested. I got it. I I don't ever forget that. But I'm talking about, a, I'm talking about when vigilante justice goes wrong, too. Wretched's family, you know, didn't deserve to be mocked in that court. They didn't deserve to hear Christine and Jeremy Moody, you know, tell them good, fuck them, fuck them pedophiles, and fuck her for being married to a pedophile, and, you know, if if we could, we'd kill y'all too, for, for supporting pedophiles. And then spitting at, at them and, and saying, well, you know, if we didn't get caught, we'd have, we'd have killed more of these pedophiles. They just wanted, and on top of it, Jeremy told the court, told the judge that he was, God's divine right hand of justice. You fucking kidding me? <sighs> While I feel that God's right hand does come through different people, it didn't go through fucking Jeremy Moody. I'm sorry. It just didn't. No, you can't convince me otherwise, sir. You know, no. What it was is that Jeremy and Christine Moody, though, they were also sexually abused as children. And so a lot of his hatred came from that abuse. And instead of becoming advocates and trying to help protect other children and guide them through this, you know, through the traumas that they went through, they decided to go out and kill individuals that they that they felt deserved to die. Like I said, don't have a lot of sympathy for Marvin if all those if any of those charges are true. But at the same time, you know, I do have some sympathy for Gretchen. Might not be a lot, but it's it's some though. You know, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, y'all, yeah, she was married to a to a pedophile or or a potential pedophile or whatever the whatever the fucking charges were. I don't know. I, I saw. Of course, it's all opinion, right? And in my opinion, she didn't do nothing wrong. And that's where I get hung up on on some of these vigilante justice stories. Some of them are just black and white, and, and or, or as far as contextual gray area, they should be released. They should not be in jail. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep saying it on this podcast, James Fairbanks, I think he deserves to be freed. Another one, individual that I've been doing research on is Jason Bokovich out in Alaska. They call him the Alaskan Avenger, which hopefully I'll have his sister on pretty soon. Been in contact with that sweet lady, and... uh. Love her to death, you know. I, th I think she's a 
kick-ass, ride-or-die kind of sister. So those two individuals, you know, Jason and, and James, I feel like, yeah, they deserve to be free given the circumstances. But, you know, when it came to Christine and, you know, Jeremy Moody and Patrick Drum, nah, go to jail. Flat out, go to jail. And that's why you have to, if you're going to go and do something like that, which I'm not glorifying any kind of vigilante justice. I'm not encouraging anybody to do it. I'm telling y'all flat out, don't go that route if you if you don't have to. Please try to make a positive change in somebody's life, right? I ain't saying you got to go start a podcast. Just reach out to fucking survivors and just love them and care about them. You giving them a sense of family and, and friendship will be more important than seeking out revenge on any pedophile. And that's coming from victims I've talked to. Because they got a lifetime of pain they got to deal with. And they'd rather have somebody who's strong and somebody that cares and loves them to be there for them than locked up behind bars. Because you can't do shit when you're locked up. You can't, you can't call them on, you know, when they're having a mental health day or, bad, or you know, or, 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 they ha or they woke up from nightmares and shit like that. You're, fuck, you locked in a cell. They, they can't reach you. They can reach you in the free world. And in the free world is where you need to be at with them. You know, we're not fucking Dexter over here. You know, we can't sit here and get away with these crimes. Just don't try it. You know, I'm not going to say let the justice system do what it does because <laughs> you do research on the justice system and it ain't worth the fuck sometimes. It's not helping these victims out. There's, mad, there's, there's more horror stories out of the justice system than there is actual victories in my opinion. So I don't, you know, I don't have any say whatsoever on what's right and what's wrong in that in that instance right but here you know it's about victims it's about the survivors love them care about them cherish them hold them you know hug them tell them you love them there are groups of people out here in this world that are trying to do that very thing and trying to help these individuals and trying to give them a support system and Man, that's more powerful than any bullet in a pedophile's head, in my opinion. And that's what this is, is my opinion. Can I be wrong about all these things? Absolutely. And I'm open to being wrong as far as you telling me how I'm wrong. I don't know how y'all feel about vigilante justice. I feel it's a two-edged sword. I feel there's good and there's bad in it. And that's my opinion. And this is where the bad side of it is. So, with that all being said, I just want to tell y'all that I love y'all. And I appreciate y'all. And I appreciate all y'all that have been reaching out to me. I've been seeing a lot of y'all reach out to me. And for that, I thank you. Well, look, I'm about to get into the announcement side of things. But before I do sign off, I do want to make a, a statement that I should have made at the beginning, but I, I'm going to make it now. So on my last episode, I said some things where I was completely oblivious and had a fucking brain fart about individuals here in my area. And what I said was, was that I don't see anybody else stepping up and helping protect these babies. 
these victims, these children, you know, and being there for them. And I was wrong. And I feel like an asshole for being this wrong. I want to acknowledge some people and at least one particular person that I see championing for, you know, fighting for these kids. And that's a nice lady that I know on Facebook named uh, JC. And she runs a group on Facebook called Parents Against Predators LA. So, you know, basically Parents Against Predators in Louisiana. And I'm going to tell y'all, this lady and her mama, y'all, they are just fucking gangsters and champions for these kids. They are true soldiers in this fight. Constantly banging the war drum, spreading awareness, shouting at the top of their lungs what's going on, shouting, you know, sh screaming about the corruption that's going on with these, you know, with CPS and DCFS and the court systems and how they're protecting, you know, pedophile individuals and everything like that. I mean, it's, I was so, I don't know how I was so oblivious to that or, or why I even didn't even mention them. But I guess maybe in the context I was talking about was I didn't see a lot of people doing this in a, in the podcast form. But there are individuals out there who are making this a fight. And they're trying to fight for these babies. So if y'all know Miss JC, anybody that's my local people or anybody that's my Facebook people, give her some love, give her some support. Go go try to go join the group if you're especially if you're local in here in Louisiana. You know, share her posts. Help, you know, help her out. Fight these babies. You know I mean? Not fight these babies. Oh, fuck, I'm sorry. Help her out and fight for, for these babies. I mean, it's early in the morning, y'all. I'm doing this recording, so sorry. And I'm actually finding a big community of people on TikTok as well. I mean, hell, I found the troubled teen industry on TikTok. And I'm going to be doing stories about that soon, too. And... Hopefully in the next couple of episodes, y'all be hearing some interviews I'll, I'll be having. I'm setting some up for this weekend, and it's going to be good. Well, y'all, I thought I was going to do an announcement portion of this, but I figured that was enough announcements right there. I will say thank you to everyone that's been listening, that's been faithfully listening. I know it's been over about a week since I made the last recording and dropped an episode so thank you for your patience it's been a busy fucking hectic week um just personal side note of things i had to take my wife to the emergency room she had a corneal abrasion on her eye not fun and it was all from a paper cut yeah that wasn't fun for her at all luckily they you know they gave her some drops to numb the eye and everything like that and then give her uh, some a salve and that was a couple of days ago, and she's she's good, she's good, she's she's okay, you know, she's not hurting or in pain, and uh, back to her old happy self. So dealing with that, had the car in the shop, had to go get a new battery for my in-laws' truck that I was borrowing while my car was in the shop. Uh, had to push back some work so I could be off, so I could have been off you know, Monday for Ainsley and everything like that and help her out. Uh, so yeah, it's not my week. Been kind of rough, uh, just time-wise. But it's fine, it's okay. You know, I like what I do. I like my, I love my job, love my business, and I love doing this podcast. And I've been having that itch. Y'all would not believe how fucking 
agitated I get not being able to drop a drop an episode like especially past a week like oh man I was telling Angel last night I was like I gotta fucking record tomorrow I gotta record it in the morning I gotta because I love doing this because I love it's not really doing this portion of it that I love doing it's when I get to reach out to people and I get to build these relationships with these survivors they are wonderful people truly wonderful people and I'll always tell anybody go reach out to these individuals go reach out to to, to not not the ones I know particularly but just any of them really and love them care about them be in their lives listen to their story I mean all I'm doing on this podcast is having a, a conversation with an individual I'm not some world-class interviewer I just listen to a story and I share what my thoughts and opinions are and I do state, I, I, I find other cases and stories and I individually, you know, alone on these solo episodes, share my opinions. That's it. But that's what I do for the podcast. Outside of the podcast, I'm building relationships with people. I'm talking with them, checking in on them. They're checking in on me. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about different cases and different issues and, and different fights that people are taking on and finding so many other individuals, you know, TikTok has been very much a, a very, very informative piece of information to get on different ways of life and outlooks. Because down here in Louisiana, especially where I'm at, it's very, you know, it's a staunch conservative Christian culture down here. Not everybody grew up in that type of culture. And you get to see different ways of life. And instead of being closed-minded to it, if you open yourself up and say, well, you know, and just have a conversation, right? Yeah, I mean, I ain't saying you got to go and change your political party or change your faith or, or anything of that sort of nature. But just go have a conversation and just go like on, like on a knowledge-seeking mission, I guess. Ask somebody why they believe in what they believe in. Have conversations. Have, have you know, healthy debates. You know, don't don't go into this hell, all you liberals think like this, or hell, all you Republicans think like that. Don't do all that shit. Have patience with people. Have understanding with them. Have emotional intelligence with somebody. And have the maturity to understand that you could be wrong in a situation. You could be wrong in your way of thinking. That's the only way you're going to learn and grow. That's how I learned and grow. And that's what I recommend anybody else to do. Is just have conversations with people. That's all it takes. And I'm going to tell you, you will open yourself up to a whole new world of people. And a whole new world of people to love. And that will love you. I'm going to tell you, as far as the, as religious people go, as far as different types of religious people, um, there are certain faiths and ways of life that, I, that of certain people that I'm very fond of now. And uh, believe it or not, it's Norse pagans. I'm finding them to be a very loving and caring group of people who love to protect children. I know. I know some of y'all are like, what? What's a Norse pagan? These are people that believe in Loki and Thor and Odin and all you know, all the Norse gods. And they have, you know, they'll burn some sage and have these little altars and stuff like that. Little mini altars. I mean, look, they're not going out there and sacrificing goats and shit like that. It's not like, like old school like that. It's just, it's a way of life that they have. You know, do I have to agree with it? No. I was taught differently. 
you know, I'm starting the Christian way of life. Doesn't mean I'm going to hate them for it. Doesn't mean I'm going to sit there and tell them that they're a sinner and they're going to hell and Jesus is the only way for them. No, you don't. that's not how you're going to win somebody over to Jesus anyway. So if you're trying to do that, you're already fucking up. You know, that's why so many gay people are, are so anti-Christian as it is. You know, a group of people have been told all their lives that they're a fucking abomination and they're going to hell, they're going to burn in hell for the way they, for the people that they love. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to listen to your fucking ass either. If I was told that, you know, I, I was going to go to hell because I love Ainsley. So, you gotta look at it, you gotta look at it from that viewpoint. <sighs> but yeah, going on TikTok, meeting all these different types of people, seeing different experiences on there, it, it, it's, it's eye-opening. Um, I just recommend, you know, that you have an open mind that it could be something that you're a part of as far as that it's an organization or something that you're a part of, a way of life that you're a part of that that's causing these abuses as well. Cause I'm going to tell you, you go against somebody's political belief and their party and everything like that, or their way of life or their faith. Oh man, do they get fucking snippy with you? I don't care if it's a liberal. I don't care if it's a Republican. I don't care if it's a Christian or an atheist or a Satanist or or, or Norse. Ooh, you say something about some somebody else. Ooh, ooh, they get fucking mad, y'all. And there's some that understand. And there's some that really do care. And they 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 see the bullshit on both sides. You know, and that's where I'm at with it. I I I'm not a I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. You know, I just, I, I used to be one, I used to be one and the other at different points in my life. And I realized that both sides were full of shit. Both sides refused to call out their own party. Both sides want to say that the other party's evil and their party is the, is, is the better one. And I just, I kind of look and kind of almost not really laugh at anybody for that. It makes me sad because they got us fooled. I'm not trying to be all political on here, so don't. You know, I'm not going to go into go into conspiracy theories or anything like that, but I do believe that our political system is fucked. I believe that it's that it's rigged, and I think that there are these senators and congressmen who are on both sides of the aisle, and they're just laughing at us behind the scenes because it's a circus. And if we can get past politics, we can get past religion. We're already we can already unite so easily. We can get past race. We can get past, you know, um, economic status. We can be united. We can make a better change for the world. So I just recommend anybody for y'all this week. If you know anybody that's that doesn't live the life that you live, or that doesn't, didn't grow up in the same culture of life that you lived, and it's a different li way, lifestyle and way, well, talk to them. Have a conversation with them. Say you just want to know, know more about what 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 are they so passionate about, right? That's all you got to do. So y'all, go out today. Be people of love. Be kind to strangers. You know, protect the kids at, you know, at all costs, even if they aren't your own. And love these survivors. Care about them. That's all I can tell you to do today. Just be, just be somebody you know, loving to, to other people. And have compassion in your hearts. I do feel love will win the day. So, with that being said, protect all those babies. 
I love you guys and gals and everybody in between. And stay safe. Bye.